Dobry den, jak This is Pavlina, host of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Join me every Wednesday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. for news from Ukraine, great Ukrainian music, folklore, and factoids for the culturally curious. Here on CHLY 101.7 FM. St. Mary the Protectress Ukrainian Orthodox Parish invites you to join them for church services Saturdays at 4 p.m. and Sundays at 10 a.m. Stock up on homemade pierogies and pies and enjoy their monthly pierogi suppers. St. Mary's Ukrainian Orthodox Parish, 594 Carlsway in Parksville.
Ukraine, that was Oksana Mucha with a song from her CD called Reshito, and that was Chlopsi Rebolovsi, which translates as Fisher Boys. Dobry den, shinovni radio suchetchita vitayu vas vsih na radio peredaciu nash holos radio krinskoho korinja. Jaka podesti vam si hodni tak, jaki kožni seredez od 12 do 13 hodene na hveli 107 FM umisti nenajmo. Jako ištjo rišale, perebute znamen nastupnih dvoh hoden, me mamo duže sikavi novene na sudnišnji programi i čudovu ukrajinsku muziku. Pri mikrofoni Pavlina i takož zimnoju Oksana, ale vona ne v studijah, vona zares tut bude, ale ja hoću zališati vas Naš Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Welcome to Naš Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM. Oksana is joining us shortly, and uh, for now, this hour, I'm your host, Pavlina, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in today. We've got a great program lined up for you in this first hour, a recipe. We've got an interview with Danny Evanishin of Summerland, BC, and he'll be telling us all about an event that's coming up. And also, we've got news from Ukraine, courtesy Ukraine Today, our usual proverb of the week, and other items of interest, as well, of course, as plenty of great Ukrainian music. And coming up next is a group from Ukraine called Susida, and that translates, or Susida, rather, that translates as a Neighbors and Oinahori Yarmarok, the Bazaar on the Hill.
дає, ні до баба продає, ніхто грошей не дає. Ukrainian food flair with Sylvia Molnar. Tips for Ukrainian cooking. Hello. It sure is nice to have anything that's make ahead in your recipe file. I have two Ukrainian salads that are just that. Very popular, quick to make, and really delicious. Leek and apple salad and red cabbage salad. You'll need the following ingredients, so get your pens ready. For leek and apple salad, you'll need two leeks sliced, white part only, two large apples peeled and grated, juice and zest of one lemon, one and a half tablespoons of sugar, salt and pepper to taste, and mayonnaise to coat. Toss the leeks and apples, lemon juice and zest, sugar, salt and pepper. Add enough mayonnaise to lightly coat. Refrigerate for several hours until thoroughly chilled before serving. This recipe serves about four. Now, for the red cabbage salad, you'll need the following. Six cups shredded red cabbage, one cup finely sliced carrot, three quarters of a cup sugar, a quarter teaspoon each of salt and pepper or to taste, half a cup homogenized milk, one cup mayonnaise, half a cup buttermilk, half a teaspoon celery seed, and one cup finely diced onion. Combine the cabbage, carrot, sugar, salt and pepper, and milk. Cover and refrigerate for one hour. Mix mayonnaise, buttermilk, celery seed, and onion. Pour over cabbage and refrigerate until thoroughly chilled. This recipe makes about eight cups. Enjoy! It's Ukrainian! This has been Ukrainian Food Flare from the Nasholos Audio Archives.
кохані в сади. Можуть жінку мою украсти, можуть жінку мою украсти. А як жінка побіжить, 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 тоді що будеш робити, що робить? Тоді що будеш робити, що Ukraine, that was a group called Veseli Musica, which means happy musicians, and a song called Zamknu Khatu, which means a house nearby. Vesukhaite radio peridachu nash holos radio krinsko hokorinia na radio stan CCHOY aden nul aden CMFM umisti nanaimo. Hovorit pavina. You're listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHOY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm your host, Pavlina. Did you know that one of Canada's most important plays was written in Summerland, B.C.? That play was The Ecstasy of Rita Joe, and its author was George Riga. George Riga was a famous B.C. writer whose parents came from Ukraine after World War II and settled on a farm in northern Alberta. Much of his writing reflects his background and his concern for marginalized people. In 1967, Riga wrote The Ecstasy of Rita Joe, based on a newspaper story of a young First Nations girl who walked and died on the mean streets of Vancouver. It created a sensation at the Vancouver Playhouse and went on to deeply affect the nation when it opened Canada's National Arts Centre in Ottawa. George Riga wrote many more plays, stories and novels before he died in Summerland in 1987. Some plays were considered too controversial to perform and gradually he became neglected. The fam- this famous writer was in danger of being forgotten. Danny Evanition is one of several local Summerlin residents who are working to make sure this once famous Canadian author is not forgotten. This Labor Day weekend, the Riga Festival Society is holding at the Marginal Arts Festival, inspired by George Riga. Danny joins us now by phone from his home in Summerland. Danny, welcome to Nosholos. Well, thank you, and dobry hello, everybody. <laughs> well, it's good to have you. It's been a while since uh, we've seen each other, but I see you're very active still in the Ukrainian community <laughs> in BC. Well, as active as I can be. I've still got lots of books for sale. Oh, you do? Okay, well, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Okay. But first of all, um, you contacted me a little while ago about um, this festival that's going on, and I know you had spoken to me briefly of George Riga because he comes from the area. So um, why don't we start out, first of all, for the benefit of listeners who don't know much about George Riga, um, other than what I, I just uh, mentioned from the press release you sent. Um, he's still pretty big big in your area, although not so much in Canada anymore. Well, what is really surprising is how many people in Summerland have never heard of him. Oh, really? A local resident? Even though he lived here from 1963 until he died in uh, 87. Right. And he was a pretty big member of the community in those days. Hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, his work was always his big thing, and he did a lot of work. And he hosted a lot of people in the area who needed a place, like, for example, the band Chilliwack. Hmm. He used to come and rehearse at his house in Summerland. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Wow. So they're more famous than George's. Yeah. And that's it's interesting because this play, um, The Ecstasy of Rita Joe, uh, is was I remember it was very big, very big. Yeah, uh, the original one starred uh, Chief Dan George, right. amongst a number of other people. Mm-hmm. And some of the music was done by um, Anne Mortify. Mm-hmm. So we've got some pretty big names involved in that thing, but it created such a terrific stir. And George also went on to write more stories and plays about marginalized people. Mm-hmm. Having grown up in northern Alberta, and his people were pioneers, mm-hmm. And they were more or less marginalized. Well, most of, yeah, we know about marginalized. <laughs> oh, we do that. Uh-huh. Yep, but uh, that's why this festival is called the Marginal Arts Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, partly because of the people that George wrote about. Mm-hmm. And artists and other creative people frequently work on the margins of society. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like a fringe festival altogether. <laughs> right. Who Can you uh, give us some examples of these other marginalized people that he has uh, written about? Well, he wrote a play called Indian. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if you're not marginalized there, no uh, kidding. who is? Right, yeah. right. And he wrote about a, a desk clerk working at a hotel in Edmonton, I'm sure it was. Mm-hmm. And various people like that, the ones who just couldn't get anything going. Hmm. So were, these weren't even unsung heroes. These were just, you know, people. Ordinary people. Ordinary people out there that... Uh, too often get overlooked, and sadly, uh, as he's getting overlooked. But you're, um, you've got an organization now in Summerlin that is making sure that this isn't going to happen to George Riga. That's right. The whole thing is spearheaded by Peter High and mm-hmm. his wife Dorothy at- Atwater. Mm-hmm. And uh, Peter was involved in getting most of George's books published when mm-hmm. he worked at Talon Books in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So he had a direct connection with everything that George did pretty well. Mm-hmm. So he was the the big spearhead, and we've got a lot of really good people involved in this, and everything is coming together just beautifully. Oh, great. So when did this organization get together? When did you start? About a year ago. Really? That recently? And what was it? Was there a catalyst that kind of this, that sparked this, triggered it, uh, this formation not, of this organization? Not that I can think of. We just decided it was something that needed to be done. Uh-huh. And this weekend is just the ideal time to do it. Well, Labor Day weekend. Yeah. So we've got uh, acting workshops. Mm-hmm. And Mortify's doing a, a singing workshop. Wonderful. There's uh, fiction writing, nonfiction writing, uh-huh. storytelling, lots and lots of music, mm-hmm. including uh, Campbell Riga, who is one of North America's best saxophone players. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Well, it's really nice that at least his son is getting some fame. Yeah. And, his, yeah. his program is called uh, Coming Home. Oh. Because uh, Campbell grew up in Summerland, uh-huh. as did his brother, Sergei, who was also playing on Saturday afternoon with his band. Oh. So <laughs> Is he a jazz musician as well? No, he's more like light rock. Okay. He performs at wineries, so we want him up here at our winery. <laughs> <laughs> and you work at a, at a winery right now. <laughs> I do. Thornhaven, in case anybody's wondering. Okay, well, that's a bit of uh, free advertising for them. <laughs> well, they don't need it. Everybody's coming here anyway. <laughs> oh, good for them. So I, I found that was interesting that the na- he had, did he have just the two sons, George Rico? 
He had two sons. His wife had a couple of daughters to begin with. Okay. And I found that the, the two names, Campbell and Sergey, <laughs> they're kind of yeah, like... I, I don't know. I never did question that. Not yeah. yet, but I sure will now. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about what's uh, coming up then. You mentioned that you've got acting workshops with Anne Mortify. Um, how, when does it start, and, and do you have kind of give us an idea of the, uh, the lineup, the agenda, how, how well, and when things are going to happen? Yeah, there have been some workshops going on well, over the last week, oh, uh-huh. and uh, the big things really start happening on Thursday. We've got a big performance of poetry, stories, music. A lot of the best storytellers in town will be there. And then on the Friday, we've got a program called the George Riga Tribute and Quit Your Day Job. <laughs> a tribute to George with a lot of comedy, musical performance, dance, spoken word. Mm-hmm. Again, the best entertainers in the Valley will be there. Oh, wonderful. On Saturday afternoon, we've got a free concert in the park downtown, and that uh, will be uh, starring Sergey and his group and a couple of other bands. Mm-hmm. And then on Saturday after- evening is when Campbell will be performing with his, uh, his ensemble. So he's a three-time Juno Award winner and a Grammy nominee, and he's got recordings. And for this incredible festival, it's only $22. Wow. $11 for students. This is a world-class event, and it's coming in at that reasonable price. Wow, wow. Um, and there are the other workshops, like mm-hmm. Anne Mortify singing, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned storytellers as well. Yep, there's a couple of them going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you, um, uh, are you having any First Nations uh, input at all? We have been in touch with the people, mm-hmm. and unfortunately the ones who we wanted to come are otherwise occupied at this mm-hmm. time, but we're thinking some of their children and grandchildren may be able to come. Mm-hmm. That, that would be nice, yeah. It, it's kind of difficult to get everything coordinated. Well, this is your first event like this, right? That's right, yeah. So, And this, you're hoping that this will be an annual event, I, I imagine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it will be. Yeah. We'll have people taping a lot of the stuff and taking photographs. Mm-hmm. And through uh, through the weekend, we'll be showing at the library uh, the Winnipeg Royal Winnipeg Ballet's um, performance of the Ecstasy of Rita <gasps> Jo. Oh wow! That's pretty fabulous. Yeah. And then there was a movie made recently from one of George's novels called Hung- Hungry Hills. Mm-hmm. It was filmed in Saskatchewan, even though it was about Alberta. Mm-hmm. It was a 2009 movie, and that one has been on TV recently as well. And then we've got some other interviews that were taped with George, so we'll be showing them on an ongoing basis at the library. Wonderful. Wow. That's uh, amazing. Summerland is not a big town either, is it? <laughs> this sounds like a big festival. <laughs> well, it's going to be pretty big. We've got some really good people here. Mm-hmm. So you said uh, the admission is $22? That's to Campbell's Campbell's concert, Uh uh-huh. Yeah. And so uh, then tell us how people who want to, would like to attend, A, first of all, uh, where, for those who would be traveling to Summerland, uh, where exactly are you located? Well, there's a good uh, website, (laughs) marginalarts.ca. Okay. www.marginalarts, all one word, dot C-A. Mm-hmm. And tickets are available at eventbrite.ca. Okay. And then the Summerland Visitor Center also has um, information. And then there's a phone number here. Okay. 250-460-2399. Okay, awesome. Sounds like a wonderful time. I guess you'll be very, very busy this weekend. 
Well, for sure, and all the wineries in the whole valley here have information on this as well. We've given them rack cards and posters. Okay. Everybody knows what's happening, so come on down. Okay, so anybody in the listening area that is uh, maybe planning a road trip into the Okanagan, this would be a great place to spend some time the, at the Marginal Arts Festival. This is um, called the, the George Rica Festival. The Marginal Arts Festival. It is a Marginal Arts Festival. Inspired by George Riga. Okay. And that will be taking place in Summerland starting Thursday, going on all through till... Saturday evening. Saturday evening. Okay, wonderful. Danny Evanition, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, have a wonderful time at the festival, and uh, best of luck. Right. Thank you for this whole thing, and we'll see you there. Okay, Danny. Thank you so much. Say bye, Paulette. Bye-bye. Danny Evanition from Summerlin, B.C., and uh, that was um, all about the Marginal Arts Festival, the first annual in Summerlin, B.C., and it was inspired by George Riga, I guess not so famous, hopefully will become a famous Canadian author. Visukite Radio Peridachu Nash Holos, Radio Krinsko Hokorinya, Naradio Stansi, CHLY, Oden Nul, Oden Sim FM, Umisti Nanaimo. You're listening to Nash Holos, Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in beautiful downtown Nanaimo. Coming up next is Maria Burmaka from Ukraine and a fairly recent release called Yakbe Mea. Sertsi za ugnu, ha, pidno 
Now, the latest news stories from Ukraine, courtesy Ukraine's first international English news channel, Ukraine Today. Two Ukrainian soldiers were killed in the ATO zone in eastern Ukraine during the past 24 hours. One of the fighters was shot by an enemy sniper. Another one was wounded in a battle and later died because of injuries. Russian-backed separatist forces attacked the positions of Ukrainian army along the borderline. In Donetsk sector, the militants shelled the towns of Avdiivka, Novgorodsky and Piski. The neighbouring Mariupol sector has undergone numerous artillery attacks. In particular, the towns of Shirokina, Krasnohorovka. One local resident was badly wounded in the town of Shastia in Lugansk region. The woman served as a paramedic officer. Currently, she is being treated in the town of Severodonetsk. Apart from Shastia, Russian-backed separatists shelled the villages of Novo-Oleksandrovka, Popasna and Stanitsia Lugansk. In the neighbouring town of Zolote, a hostile sniper was detected. Combined Russian-backed separatist forces attacked Ukrainian army positions in eastern Ukraine 91 times in the past 24 hours. The enemy fired artillery systems 11 times on the town of Avdiivka to the north of Donetsk. According to the ADO headquarters, the militants fired Donetsk and Horlivka with 250 artillery shells of large caliber. In the Mariupol sector, the Russian-backed mercenaries opened fire from a multiple launch rocket system on the town of Krasnohorivka. They fired mortars, grenade launchers and machine guns on the Ukrainian positions in the village of Sharokin. The occupiers fired from infantry fighting vehicles on the Ukrainian fortified positions in Talakivka. In addition, militant attempt to conduct aerial reconnaissance was recorded in this direction. Ukraine's intelligence service reports the enemy is constantly strengthening its positions. They also add in the past 24 hours, six of Russian-backed separatists were killed, 13 more wounded. Russian-backed separatist forces continue shelling the positions of Ukrainian soldiers. The hottest point reported is of Divko industrial zone. There, the militants attack Ukrainian army using tanks and anti-aircraft guns. This house was burned two days ago after being shot by a rocket-propelled grenade. Another one was destroyed by an enemy's mortar mine. Banned heavy artillery and mortars are also used in Mariupol direction. Russian proxies start attacking late in the evening. The journalists arrive at the site at about 6 p.m., when the militants are usually having some rest. The soldiers take the unique chance and organize an excursion around the front line. In a while, Russian-backed snipers start working. The enemy shoots from three sides simultaneously. Usually the militants attack from approximately 600 meters. Ukrainian soldiers say sometimes the enemies dare to come closer than 100 meters. The soldiers from battalion Donbass Ukraine respond quickly, shelling the enemy with portion of lead. However, Russian-backed separatists are too active to get frightened by some shooting arms. <laughs> They are celebrating the Miners' Day. Russian miners come from Russia to destroy Ukrainian mines and kill Ukrainian citizens. The fighters from battalion Donbass Ukraine are merely from this region. For instance, the soldier nicknamed Macho used to live in the city of Bakhmut, to the north of Donetsk. He insists these fights are not only for Ukrainian sovereignty, but for his local homeland as well. Meanwhile, Russian-backed separatists continue advancing on the village of Marinka. When Ukrainian soldiers shoot in response, the militants step back. In view of unexpected danger, the journalists are evacuated from the hot point. An armed car driving on high speed has taken the media workers away to a safe place. 
U.S. State Department insists Elmiu Meru must be immediately released from mental ward. Russian Federal Security Service has recently placed 59-year-old deputy chairman of the Medjlis of Crimean Tatars in psychiatric hospital. Elmiu Meru was arrested in May 2016 in the occupied Crimea. He is charged of extremism and separatism. Two weeks ago, Russian authorities transferred Umerov to a mental ward. The officials claim he is to pass the forensic medical assessment. Umerov's relatives are worried since he is said to be in poor health. The leader of Crimean Tatars suffers from a diabetes and Parkinson's disease. His family members stress he gets hardly any treatment in the hospital. They have already called upon Ukrainian officials and international NGOs to unite in force in Russia to let him free. Garbage protest unfolds in western Ukraine. Residents of Hrybovichi, Malekhiv and Dublany villages in Lviv region block the traffic on the roadway from Lviv to Ravaruska. The road is the main on the route from Lviv to Ukrainian-Polish state border. People are outraged with the recent intentions of Lviv city administration. Local officials are set to renew garbage dumping at Hrybovichi disposal dump. It was previously closed in May after a fire in a landslide killed three firemen. Now the locals demand the city mayor Andriy Sadovy to arrive at the site. They claim to have recently seen numerous vehicles covertly bringing new portions of garbage. People are sure the city authorities ignore the promises to close the disposal dump. The officials in turn insist no garbage have been brought to the site since late May. The machinery the locals have noticed is fixing the dump slopes to prevent new catastrophes. It is crucial to finish the work right now. The upcoming autumn with rainy weather may severely worsen the situation with the hill. It is very unsteady even now. We are very afraid of a new landslide. At least three people died at Hrybovichi disposal dump on the 30th of May. Fire brigade came there to combat the blaze as someone set the dump on fire. Tons of aggregated trash collapsed, burying three firemen and ecological activists. Three men were later found dead. The ecologist is still missing. A career path from history student to a participant of military parade on Ukraine's Independence Day. This is what Vitaly Kuzmenko has gone through in the past three years. Three years ago, a student of historical department came to Maidan in late November 2013. Vitaly says he could not stay at home among his books. He came to the main key square with his friends. Young people sat exactly under the Independence Monument. Vitaly went aside to smoke a cigarette when he noticed the officers of Berkut, Ukrainian Special Purpose Police Unit, approaching the crowd. Numerous Berkut servicemen attacked the peaceful student demonstration late at night. Kuzmenko recovered consciousness in the hospital already. He had a broken arm and a brain concussion, a result of beating by Berkut. He spent two weeks in a clinic recovering. With his arm fixed in plaster, Vitaly returned to Maidan. He spent the bloodiest days of the Revolution of Dignity with his compatriots in the protest camp. When Berkut servicemen approached the International Convention Center Ukrainian house, he was among the first to rush there. As a professional historian, Kuzmenko wanted to save the funds of Kyiv Museum. Vitaly Kuzmenko went to the military commissariat as soon as the war in eastern Ukraine started. At first, the medical commission did not let him serve in the armed forces in view of the previous injuries. Nevertheless, Vitaly managed to join the army in autumn 2014. He served in the intelligence service close to Mariupol. In the spring of 2016, the soldier eventually made a transfer to inactive duty. In the beginning of August, he was offered to participate in the military parade.
Урочистим маршем крокує зведений підрозділ учасників АТО, героїв, які є резервом першої окремої танкової бригади. Віталій graduated from the university during his absence leave from the army. Now he is studying to get a PhD degree. Віталій says his historical interests have shifted somehow. Now he is not striving to learn the Middle Ages anymore, but concentrates mainly on the contemporary Russian imperialist policy. Віталій stresses he is ready to defend Майдан again if such necessity ever emerges. The fighter from Ukrainian battalion Donbass has become a father. His son Gordy was born 58 centimeters in length, weighing 4 kilos and 200 grams. Happy parents Tetyana and Roman are proud of their child. They promise their son will become a real Cossack and hero. The baby is unaware that he was born due to the war in eastern Ukraine and television. His parents got acquainted nine years ago. In 2014, his father went to the war. When the TV cameras arrived in Luhansk region for filming the ATO fighters, Roman announced on air of his wish to marry his beloved woman, Tetyana. My darling, will you marry me? I hope one day I will be back home, and I believe you're going to say yes. I immediately called him and shouted in the phone, yes, yes. They got married on Valentine's Day. In a year, Tetyana reported she was waiting for their first baby. At the time his wife knew she was pregnant, Roman already signed a contract. When his son was born, the soldier was near Mariupol in Donetsk region. Now all three of them are going for a walk. Roman says he's dreaming that his children would never know about war. Nevertheless, the couple is going to bring up their son as a fighter and defender of Ukraine. And with that, we've come to the end of this week's Ukraine News Roundup for this edition of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. To hear more news from Ukraine today, check all of this week's editions of Nasholos at www.nasholos.com. And for their full roster of breaking stories, as well as interviews, press reviews, and in-depth analysis on Ukraine, follow Ukraine Today on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and their live blog, uatoday.tv. Thank you.
This week in Central Vancouver Island's Ukrainian community. Father Chad Pavlishin and the parishioners of St. Mary's Ukrainian Orthodox Church in Parksville invite you to join them for services Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. As well, every Sunday from noon to 1 p.m., you can stock up on homemade pierogies and pies. St. Mary's Ukrainian Orthodox Church is located in Parksville at 594 Carl's Way. For more information, visit them online at vanisleparochial.ca. Father Theo Machinsky and the parishioners of St. Michael's Ukrainian Catholic Church invite you to Divine Liturgy every Saturday at 11 a.m. and Sunday at 6 p.m. St. Michael's Ukrainian Catholic Church is located at 4017 Victoria Avenue in Nanaimo, just off Norwell Drive. For rentals, pierogi sales, and more information, call 250-758-4714. The Visna Ukrainian Dancers rehearse every Tuesday evening from September to June with classes for preschool through to adults. Registration for their upcoming season is Tuesday, September 6th at 6.30 p.m. at St. Michael's Ukrainian Catholic Parish Hall, 4017 Victoria Avenue in Nanaimo. For more information, visit their Facebook page or email visnadancers at gmail.com. 
On Saturday, September 10th, there will be an exhibit dedicated to the 125th anniversary of Ukrainian immigration to Canada. It will take place in Clifford Carl Hall at the Royal BC Museum in Victoria. The Luna Ensemble Singers will be performing and there will be several guest speakers. That's the 125th anniversary of Ukrainian immigration to Canada at the Royal BC Museum, 675 Belleville Street in Victoria, Saturday, September 10th at 2 p.m. On Saturdays at 6 p.m., tune in to the Vancouver edition of Nash Hollis and AM1320 and online at am1320.com. As well, the international edition airs on AM, FM, and shortwave radio in over 20 countries on the PCJ Radio Network. You can get the podcast at the Nash Hollis website. And here in Nanaimo, Nash Hollis Ukrainian Roots Radio broadcasts live every Wednesday to the north and central Vancouver Island, Gulf Island, Sunshine Coast, northwest Washington State, and greater Vancouver listening areas. So at 11 a.m. every Wednesday, please join me, Pavlina, and at noon, Oksana, for the best in Ukrainian news, folklore, and music here on CHLY 101.7 FM on the radio dial and streaming online at chly.ca. In between broadcasts, make sure to follow Nash Holos and Oksana and me on Facebook and Twitter. And for audio archives, transcripts, podcast feeds, and more, visit our website at www.nasholos.com. Вислухайте радіопрограму Наш Голос Радіо Українського Коріння, котра подається вам на хвилі CHLY 1017 FM у місті Нанаймо. Говорить Павліна. This is Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio coming to you live on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm your host Павліна. Добре попрацюємо, то ви не збудуємо. 
Hey, sorry for the swear word, but Oksana tells me it's not that bad a swear word. And swears are allowed in Ukrainian on this program, not in English because it's a family show. <laughs> but we can sort of get away with a little bit. And that was the Wild and Crazy Brateryukne, which translates into English as the Viper Brothers. And they hail back to that song was from back the 1980s, I think, or so. And uh, it was very popular on the first incarnation of Nasholis in the 1990s when we were first introduced to Brateryukne. And uh, really wild and crazy rockabilly group extremely prolific and very popular throughout Ukraine. And although they've lost their lead man recently, they still are pretty popular in Ukraine. Again, that was Preteha Dukine and Hezababa SSSR. Before the break, you heard Black Maloka, and that was um, Anton Ivanov was the singer, and uh, the Ukrainian contemporary remake of John Lennon's Imagine, and this, of course, being Imagine There's No Putin. Coming up next is the Voloshka Singers, bringing it closer to home. This is a Voloshka Trio, rather, from Saskatoon. And they are joined by Ron Kahoot of Toronto and a traditional Ukrainian folk song called Tizhmena Piedmanula, You Deceived Me.
хвилі, та й супой широкий Розляглось під вербами село Чопілки Там іграють блюзів хлопці одинокі І серце моє крають вишньоки дівки Ввечері у п'ятницю прийду з роботи Скину я спитівку та керзові боти Чуб на бреоліню, тіну, джинси левіс Буду рвати струни, наче справжній еліс а хтось у Київ пнеться, та й покращу долю А мені милище ці квітом криті палки І співає моє серце, наче птиця на волі Серце я залишив у селі Чопілки Як ракета по хайвею летить моя волга Дочі пілків лишилось недовго Знаю суміш вибухова, наче той толуол Пиво, кохання та рок-н-рол Ввечері у п'ятницю прийду з роботи Скину я спецівку та керзові боти Чуб на бреоліню, тіну, джинці левіс Буду рвати струни, наче справжній еліс А хтось у кію пнеться, та й покращу долю А мені милище ці квітом криті палки Співає моє серце, наче піця на волі Серце я залишив у селі Чапілки А хтось у Київ пнеться, та й покращу долю А мені миліше ці квітом криті балки Співає моє серце, наче піця на волі Серце я залишив у селі Чопілки Своє серце я залишив у селі Чопілки And Anton Mukharski doing a Ukrainian remake of Alan Jackson's Chattahoochee, and that was Chapilka. Цілодену була з вами Павліна. Нагадую, ви слухаєте програму Наш Голос, радіо нашого коріння. Залишайтеся з вами з нами. Радше наступну годину. Далі передаю мікрофоні Оксані. Запрошую послухати трохи про історію і традиції розповість Оксана. Але перед тим я хочу залишити вас такими словами мудростя. Той, що до школи не ходив, дуже багато клопоту пережив. And our proverb of the week translates as he who has not gone to school is condemned to a life of grief. And that just about wraps it up for the first hour of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. To take us to the end of our program, we'll have the female beat from Winnipeg with a hot kolomika. Meanwhile, please stay with us as Oksana takes over the microphone to host the next hour. But meanwhile, join me here again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Until then, do stay in touch with Oksana and me on Facebook and Twitter. Like our Facebook page and check out the Nash Hollis website where you can get links to the podcast and blog as well as other information about the show. And that's www.nashholis.com. So stay tuned next for, not, for the Nash Hollis Ukrainian Hour with Oksana, followed by World Beat Canada with Vancouver's Cal Coat, and at 2 p.m. Jukebox Oldies with our own Bobby B. Cool. I'm Pavlina. Thanks so much for listening. Dozu srichi.
Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.